It's like, does it sound like I'm super loud right now? It sounds like you're on the mic a little bit. Okay, good. That's perfect. Right, now it sounds normal now? Yeah, there you go. Okay. He cool. said, today. <laughs> you know, you can't talk out in these streets these days. All right, you got to turn this shit off in the background for me. Come on, Mike. Jesus. You're my daytime, my nighttime, my world. Wow, it's episode 10. Ring the bell. Welcome to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate. Woo! It's March 2020. At least while we're recording this, it is. When you're listening to it, who knows? You know, it could be April. It could be 2025. Um, I hope this this content endures to 2025 and beyond. Our voices well into the future while we lay cold spirits in heaven. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. In 2025, why does my spirit need to be in heaven? Because of the coronavirus? (laughs) <laughs> that could be that could happen i was thinking further than that you know like 27 25 i need to make it to at least 2027 because that's when the fbi opens the martin luther king files and we can read everything mm-hmm. with redactions removed. assuming they don't get hacked before then in which we could read them a lot sooner again assuming the world survives a pandemic assuming does not never mind who i gotta beep that out uh listen let's pivot into what we do which is talk about jackson's with michael being our favorite we got a lot of users on the line user one are you there and are you live and well I am live and well is this our first time recording since we got got by sony and twitter Oh man! Oh Ugh. man! Hi guys! <laughs> we're we're, ta- we're 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 doing the podcast from outer space, y'all. Woo! Well, you know, take me to a place without no name. That's where we are because we don't have a Twitter anymore. We got a new right. Twitter, but the we old Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, the old Twitter. Uh, was violated, disrespected, misused, and abused by the powers that be. It's not right. It's not right. And no justice, no peace. Free the Black Jackson State at Black Jack State. We back and we back and we back again. User 1.5, how do you feel? Hi, I'm here. And, you know, let me just go ahead and tell all of our, all of our fans that we were doing these podcasts without audiences before the coronavirus. So shout outs to us, okay? Shout out to Again, us. this is from outer space where we're recording this in the future. <laughs> Let's yeah. jump into some content. I want to share something with you. Again, we don't have video for the pod right now, even though we have video that y'all will never see. Um, so I'm going to show my fellow users some things Um via video but i'm going to describe them so that in your mind's eye you can clearly see what the hell i'm talking about and also you can google and look at the exact same things 
that I'm talking about. So the first. Ooh, okay. This, this was just released, right? This was at the end of last year. So uh, this yeah. is the Jackson 5 Greatest Hits album that has the really pretty portrait of them framed on the front. Um, this one I actually ordered last year and it ended up getting postponed, but it was only postponed for a couple of weeks. So I got this one at the end of 2019, but I just want to remind everybody that Motown did re-release it and it's the rare Japan only quad versions. They reissued it for the rest of us to have. So that's that one. I also found the Victory album. Oh, now that's Ooh, a gem. I got now, that one. Yes, I have that. Yes. You have this one on vinyl? I sure do. I have a whole, I, like you, am in love with vinyl records, and I sure do have that one on vinyl. Yes, ma'am. Now, I'll be honest. I, I, I think I had, the when I bought my first copy of this, it was definitely a CD. So I had a CD booklet and looked at the art, but it's something about it being this size. They look so good. Tito looked like the mom in the middle, but everybody looks so good. So this is going to be a test of your skills. Describe everyone's outfit in, in the picture. Well, I will on say... On the cover of the, Vi- the Victory album. Uh, you know, women, right. are you going to go from left to right or right to left? Are we describe? Is this for real? Because let me tell you something. Um, starting from our left and your right, probably, um, it's a lot of that's Freddie Jackson. First of all, <laughs> first of all, who I was going to say everybody up here. This, not only do they have six packs, they have eighteen packs, and I know that you know, like let's say Randy and and Jackie, they they had some, you know, they had their bodies was dry. But I don't know about this eight pack situation. Is that supposed like, to be Marlon? They look like Marlon with a. This is Marlon with a scarf. He looks like that aviator and his signature belts. He's got the aviator, but that's not Marlon's face. On. Is what I'm trying to understand. It looks like, like Marlon. No, I process elimination, Marlon. But that looks, looks like, like him like... when I tilt it this way. Who drew them like this? Who did this artwork? Um. <laughs> now that's the question that we need the answers to. <laughs> Because you know they all they all look wonderful, and I and I dare say they all look the way they thought they looked in their own mind. It's a painting by Michael Whelan. Mm-hmm. Listen, he did a fantastic job. Now here, uh, they look like the best versions of themselves, and Marlon look like he's about to go fly a plane. Marlon's face is too chiseled. Marlon has a real soft face. I think that's what threw me off. That really looks like someone else. That's Marlon. Yeah. His beaded outfit on. I feel like they tried to airbrush Tito. That's not Tito. Oh, Tito. Tito They tried to airbrush Jermaine, too. Oh, they They definitely did. He looks like Michael. He looked like like Joe. And who who didn't shape up his frill? It's lopsided. And this is supposed to be the real picture. Randy? Look at Michael. Michael looks like somebody's auntie. (laughs) We all look like somebody's auntie. (laughs) That brooch? This black on black with the brooch was very aggressive from young Mike. Let me tell you, if you ever want to start MJ Fam, if you ever want to start collecting vinyl, the history, the Victory album is a good place to start because they are in abundance out in the world. No one wants that album. And so <laughs> it'll be very easy to find it. I'm not even trying to throw shade. I'm just telling you that 
I, you and I both know you can go to a, a, a record store, a big mm-hmm. one, a reputable one, and I'm find a thriller, and they want you know twenty five dollars for twenty five or more. Excuse and then you go and see, yeah, and then you see the victory album. They talking about fifty cent of your best offer. And Ooh, so albums were free. Mine was six dollars. My copy. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, if this is a if this is what you want to start to do, this is a be a first a good first one to start with because um, no one wants it. Um. <laughs> no one wants it. So here's the other uh, gift I got. I got ABC. Is everyone ABC. Is, that a, is that an original print? Uh, yeah, it is an original print. I never peeped this collage on the back. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it's that's really one cool collage right that's like pops of color with the boys in the center and then like a bunch of black yeah, how, how much did I you get? pay for that let me see this one I... this one was 14 see it, my point has been made mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's much older but people want that one that's a good one to have and have it's got such cute it? pictures on the back but i mean honestly the the victory artwork is beautiful so it is very good have you spun that one yet have you, have you i have it? i have spun it how's it sound sounds great yeah. Sounds wonderful. So user two, I lied. Okay. No. I had to see what I had because I hadn't looked in my collection. Mm-hmm. So I do have, so I have the original print of that first oh, one. Oh, of the, the greatest hits, Jackson Five. We got to make sure we tell them what we're holding up. So, Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I have the original print of the greatest hits album. And I also have, what is it? What is it? I have the Jackson's Triumph. Yes. I think I have that on vinyl, but I'm not sure. And uh, this one is, I like it because we get a nice headshot of everybody. We got lips and throws and everything all in there. And they're glowing. I love that. They are. Well, it's, and it's the plastic too. Uh, yeah, but do you see that? <laughs> uh, of course. But do you see that subtle glow that outlines them? Look at that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this, that's, yes, that, I think, um, well, this, this is, this has got all kinds of gems on it. You know, can you feel it? Lovely one. And we've got a nice little peacock on the back. Ooh, it looks great. Yeah. Big so and green and. And glowing as well. Feathery. Yes. Hold on time. <laughs> can you bring that one back up? Which one? The one you just had. This one, uh-huh. What's I that, Triumph? Triumph. I just want to note that Michael is the only one not smiling. And I think um, <laughs> <laughs> they're not yeah. all smiling. Marlon's not smiling. Tito's not smiling. Tito's Jackie's only half smiling. Randy's the only one that's smiling. Jackie is smiling. Exactly. He's just fine. And so is Tito. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. The, Randy was just happy to be in the group. And yeah, that was just Randy. <laughs> Michael is look like, you know. Michael look like this better not be on my thriller budget. <laughs> Michael looks like this is the last album, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had no Oh, my work is done. It's done. <laughs> this little nugget. That is off the wall. Aww. Nice. Sexy daddy. Uh, yes, this is one of those nice, you know, albums that fold down so you get the whole full body. It's Michael's, Michael's body length in his tuxedo. Oh, yep. You get it with the socks and the, the, the hands in the pocket that, you and know. And the bow tie. 
And then I have, of course, the thriller. Art. And my last Jackson album, well, not Jackson album. I have some Janet things as well, but I have the the single for Scream. Nice. Childhood. That with their silhouettes of them yelling. Yeah, Childhood's on the other side. And on the back, you have that picture that Michael drew of himself with the mic in the corner. Can we look back at the front? Because the Scream cover was just... Michael and Janet's silhouette and it's Michael screaming and Janet kind of is just like, uh-huh. Like, why would you let him scream directly in your face like that? I mean, because it's like his breath is like right. Like you can see his teeth in the silhouette. <laughs> yes, you can. That's Michael saying, this is my song. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you breathing in my face like that? So I have one last piece of vinyl that I want to show you uh, from my recent purchases. German! Let's get serious. Yes, that was all in the store today that I went into. That was God trying to tell me you was going to pop up with some Jermaine Jackson tonight. Uh-huh. So let's yeah. talk about Jermaine's album cover for Let's Get Serious. Yeah. It was on the beach, probably the same beach that he walked up and down crying. Um, didn't he say that that wasn't true in his own book? No, he said it was true. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, you're right. Did he say... That was like editorial privilege taken by the, the movie, uh, the people who did the movie. However, wasn't he the executive producer of the movie? Exactly. Did he say it was too dramatic? He do said need, that they would have you think to get the he was book. walking up and down the beach crying, and he wasn't. He was in at home. I'm not in read Jermaine's. I feel like Michael. Oh, I, I, read, I haven't read Latoya's book. I haven't read Jermaine's book. I have Latoya and Jermaine's. I went to the bookstore. And I saw Latoya's first book, and I thought about buying it just to read it. But how much was it? Three dollars for? Uh, actually, didn't check to see, but it was probably around that amount. Couldn't have been no more than ten dollars. Mm. But um, the back of Jermaine's Let's Get Serious, yes, uh, is actually cute. It's him running, yes, in the water with his nice white outfit on, Long like white or something, like and. This was uh, this is this, this, these were the last days of Jermaine's fro. It was a good fro though. It was very it was it's very even. Yeah. It was, and he made a real hard pivot into Jerry curls, mm-hmm. um, much like his brothers, much like and his he brothers. Stayed there for a long time. He's still yeah. there, but yeah. Jer- Jermaine did something with his hair that the none of his brothers did, which was okay. We're all going to make an agreement to have afros, but then like Jermaine wants to put hair rollers in his so he's got or or put some curlers to him you know like he did he would always go one step above like his jerry curl in a lot of ways is still in the existence today but it is with the basing added it's an extra little gem it's a jerry box yeah he's got that hard beijing it's a hard beijing Mm -hmm, hard it looks good that's it's yeah. it's it's hard. I mean, that's good. the best word I can. Looks good. It's always neat. Aggressive, as user two says. It's an aggressive. <laughs> it's always neat. It's always in place. It's it is neat. always. Those words are correct. All right. <laughs> okay. Those words are correct. Yeah, it's neat. I don't lie. Well, that's all I've got for y'all on the vinyl tip. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, what's going on, y'all? What is new in the Michael Jackson world? Can I say this? You know, we had to create a whole new Twitter, and that was an experience. Start from the top, tell the kids what happened. Well, we had to make a new Twitter because we received our final, and I'm not playing with you what you thought I was, notice about the wonderful content we were posting about Michael Jackson that is copywritten and owned by Sony. And so all the things we were posting about Michael, it was only Michael. Our, our takedown notices were from Sony. Um, none of the other stuff was everything else was fine, was not targeted or whatever. So we know Sony's super aggressive about this, but it was all from that angle. And they were pretty much like, Hey, you snooze, you lose. Your your account's not is not a uh, deleted, but it is suspended until you can right your wrong. And um, you know, we like uh, sites like uh, what's what's the what's the big sports sites? We're not the only one. Some very big accounts have suffered this same sort of whatever, which is always interesting because these accounts, ours included, really spread. It's free advertising for these folks um, because it's positive stuff and it is bringing new people in or whatever. So it's just kind of petty and pathetic and real, uh, real dickish to even do what they do, but they did it. And uh, so we created a new account because it can't be stopped, really. And so the new account is just a little baby and it's being nurtured. So that's where we are. But our new account is at BLK Jack Estate, I believe. And you want to uh, double check? <laughs> it is uh, at BLK Jack Estate. So at Black Jack Estate, no AC, just an LK. BLK Jack Estate is the new Twitter handle, Children of the World. Here we are, 2020, coming at you fast. Coronavirus. Mm. Oh, my goodness. And the Twitter. COVID-19. <laughs> COVID-19 and Sony in 2020. Anyway, let's talk about Invincible, my favorite Michael Jackson album. Where is Invincible. Where does Invincible rank in your life? So, you know, um, this is 1.5. And honestly, Invincible, I think, is one of the most underrated Michael Jackson albums ever. I think uh, that Invincible is... You know, bop after bop after bop. He hits hard in the beginning with, um, you know, the very first song with Biggie on the track, Unbreakable. I mean, that's my theme song. It's definitely in the top three Michael Jackson albums for me. I love Invincible. I could listen to. I could listen to it. If we day. put Lost Children on repeat, could you listen to that every day? Lost Children was yes or no? Step. No, it's a yes or no question. <laughs> it's a yes or no question. The the, the music yeah, or the, I, the song. I object, Your Honor. I asked the witness a yes or no question. I don't need no expositions. Could you, if we put, if we put Lost Children on repeat, can you hear it every single day? You know, threat. Yes or no? About, <laughs> yes or no? 
Okay, so now. So one for all the last children. Lost Children was a misstep. I don't know who, who told him that was a good idea to put that on the album. However, okay. <laughs> he wrote that bridge and he was like, I got to put this on the album. <laughs> no one can find me. I got to put that on there. Talking about, Michael, can we change all the lyrics and you can still hit that note? No, it has to be about the children. Written and composed by Michael Jackson. Produced by Michael Jackson. Arranged by Michael Jackson. Keyboard programming, Michael Jackson. And he said, are you not taking it off the album? At all. Like, he put his heart and soul into that shit. (laughs) Talking about, this is mine. Period. I worked very hard on this. He worked on that song. This is his, he loved the song. Had his cheering on it. Well, let me say how I feel about it. I'm not going to see. I feel like a lot of words since we didn't say what we really felt about the album. No, you didn't say what you really felt. It's your turn. Let me tell you about Invincible. All Michael's albums have something different to give. I like that about him because he, it's apparent based on the different places he was in his career in life. All the albums do that. So it's hard to compare them, you know, like you can't really compare bad to off the wall. That's just a bad comparison because he does different things. Invincible is the same thing. However, it was too many tracks. And in too many tracks, he didn't have a concise sort of message. So I give Invincible, if I had to rate Invincible on a scale of one to five, with five being the best, I would give Invincible a 2.8 oh wow but i love the album but it's out of what out of five and i love the album i love a lot of the songs that much if you gave it a 2.5 i had to give it that at 2.8 and i gave it a 2.8 you couldn't get a solid no we did the point we didn't knock that we didn't hit the three we didn't hit a three we were like a 2.8 because there are clearly a lot of songs up there that are way could have done without. They're not that good. You're never going to release this as a single because no one wants to hear it on repeat on the radio. There are about eight or nine songs on Invincible that are so good. The rest of them are Why Are They Here songs. You know, do you have anything else to say about Invincible? No. Good. My turn. (laughs) Listen. You are such an analytical brain that you will not give Michael the space to be weird. And that is what Invincible is. He needed a little bit of room to talk that Michael Jackson shit. There are 16 songs on this album. I could keep eight of them and truly the other eight could disappear. But there are eight that I need that I need. But that's what I said. But you gave that a 2.8? That's because half of them are exactly what you said. And I, but, I, okay, I but here's the other part of the scale. The eight that I choose are bop, bop, bops. Like Unbreakable, a yes. hit. Heartbreaker, a hit. Yes. Invincible, a hit. Yes. Break of Dawn, a hit. Yes. Heaven Can Wait, a hit. You Rock My World, a hit. Butterflies, a hit. You can cancel everything if the album ended with butterflies. That's perfect. But Michael wanted to give you 77 minutes because it was a CD disc. And at that time, 
packing that shit with as much music as possible was kind of cool. And that's what that nigga wanted to do. But those eight, he gave you those eight. What you mad about? You gave him a 2.8. But see, you fans are too, you too fanish. You, you know, you can't just say, you know what, that's trash. He, he created some things that were trashy. And, and let's just eat and let's just rest in that truth. Like Ayana would say, let's just rest in the truth of the trash and just take a moment. Let just get comfortable with that fact and then take the ones that are truly gems and perfection and golden and let's put, let's let's elevate those and let's separate them from their weaker siblings on the album. Those <laughs> songs immediately give Invincible a four out of five. Period. The other well, the trash drags the grade down. Well, and see, see, uh, maybe I'm the only true like I liked almost every song on Invincible. What? <laughs> I, I almost I almost wow. liked the other half of the album. I love Threaten. Right, you're talking about speechless, you're talking about threat, and you're talking about cry, whatever happens That's with, a great um, song. with Carlos uh, Carlos whatever happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, 2000 Watts could have tried, wrote 2000 down Watts, toilet. yes, could have gone. But I mean, Don't Walk Away is good, right. Privacy is good. Pri- yeah, so that's the whole album right there. So, the Lost Children is not. Okay, we all agree that The Lost Children was a mistake. The oh Lost God. Children was a passion <laughs> project. <laughs> I didn't like Heartbreaker. The rapid Heartbreaker was whack. You okay. didn't like Heartbreaker as a whole. He talking about <laughs> DC for watch. <laughs> she they don't even sound like Michael Jackson. She, she got, got those come get me So let's talk about the writers. Writers let's are Michael Rodney Jerkins, his brother which comprised Dark Child. You also had the late LaShawn Daniels writing on this song. Um, and some other people who I don't know. What part of the lyrics are Heartbreaker did Michael write? Now that's what part of the lyrics are Heartbreaker did Michael write? Now that's, that's, the, that's the fun part about lyric writing. You have no <laughs> What sounds like Michael in that song? The hook. The bridge. I ate no, the bridge sounds like LaShawn Daniels. I mean, that's all I'm saying is... Because he, he does bridges. That, let me, the LaShawn Bridge, Think About Love and War by Tamar. Yeah. Mm, that's it's a, the yeah. same. That is a great song. That's a great song. That's a fantastic I'm song. I'm just saying, Invincible sounded less like Michael than all other Michael Jackson albums. But I think that's what he was going for. What? You I think he was... I think he was trying. I mean, but then you think about threatened, right? That's that's like a that's Michael. Of, no, that's, that's Michael. A rebirth of, that's Michael. of thriller kind of esque, right? He uses these great sound bites from the Twilight Zone. That's Michael. Um, that's, and it's you know, weird. Rod it's Michael. Stanley. It's absolutely Michael. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I think he was trying to do something different because you got to remember this was released in what two thousand and one. Um, it was a you know, a whole new generation. I mean, I still remember watching Michael uh, at the release in Times Square on TRL. You know what I mean? And Carson Daly sitting up there with Michael in that blue uh, bag. And, you know, we watched him talk about the album. Did you so, say in that blue bag? Y'all... Because <laughs> that was basically a velour suit that didn't have velour on it. Y'all know but that. Michael, look. if anybody oh, knows about Mike, Michael did one day of a promo run for this album and he went to New York and he literally did an interview with pretty much every publication in all of 
the video shows. He did all the video shows on MTV, including TRL. He did all the video shows on BET, including 106. Actually, it might have just been 106. I think that's all he did. And then he did, uh, then he went to the Virgin Megastore that day. He he was looking real tired, but good there. But his his booty looked so cute. I remember he that booty. So good, yeah. about that blue suit. That yeah, blue that blue suit, that track suit he had I on. Tell you a little bit <laughs> it was a button up and some real, it was a, what is that material? Uh, hey. Silk. It was silk. It was, was silk. That it was a blue silk suit. <laughs> It Y'all didn't, remember when he did that? Like, everybody stopped to see what was yeah. going on. Like I mean, was, even the... I mean, you're talking about world premiere of You Rock My World on MTV, VH1, BET. Like, everybody played that video. And I know a lot of people, especially from my generation, that are like, I re- that was like the first time I was like, dang, Michael is pretty dope. You know what I mean? Like, you saw You Rock My World and that whole short film situation he had going on. Um, and he called everybody he could find. Uh, we got Marlon Brando in it, and you know what I mean? Uh, Michael uh, Blason Blasson. I'm sorry, I'm saying his name wrong. Um, And it was really like a very Michael-esque gangster in a bar. You're chasing this girl. You got Chris uh, Tucker being Chris Tucker. It was a really good setup for the album. Um, Unfortunately, he had, you know, issues with Sony after that. Sony had issues with him because he told the truth. And, um, you know, we really didn't get the, he didn't get the type of promo for the album that, that he could have had. And that I think the album really needed in order to, to be more, for people to be more conscious about Invincible as a, as a whole. Okay, let's rate these songs and get an average and get out of here. All right. Let, let's let's start with Unbreakable. Unbreakable was five. Okay, what's the rating scale? One to five. Five is the best. Okay. One is the worst. Okay. Zero, as Lamont says, is you get no points at all for whatever reason. Five. All right, five. You. Oh, that's a five. I already told y'all that's my angry going to work song. That and well, working day I and night. Because I'm not trying to sabotage nothing. I've already written five for myself. It is a five. It is a five out of five. It's a great start to the album, and it's a hundred percent Michael. Like that's how he felt. Like he had been through so much in his career and life at that point. Y'all really thought you had had him, but you got yourself got. Next song, Heartbreaker. Five. Thank you. I can't take it. You know, that's a solid 4.5 all day. I will agree that the rap is a little hmm, but that's a solid. That bridge, five. Ashley said five. I'm going to give it a three and a half. <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs> Get your math right. I'm going to give it a three, three and, and a half. half. What she said. That's cool. You know, y'all got to respect my vote. You know, it's a democracy. It's whatever it is. It's a democracy. All right. Number three is Invincible. Five. Five. You? Yeah, that's a, that, yeah. That's I'm going to get that a five, too. I love that song. That's a really good song. And break it down. You can go ahead and drop five on mine. Oh, oh, a five. <laughs> All day. Break it down. Oh, a five. Y'all would give, give it a five. Give it a five. Give it a five. Give it a five. It's a five. 
Let's be right honest with you. You ain't even gotta ask me for the next one, two, three, four songs, because they all gonna be fives. They're all gonna be fives. Y'all can go ahead and vote if you want to, but I'm telling you what my vote is. Wait a minute, what's number four? So four break is, a dawn. Uh, so four is break a dawn. Break Five is down. heaven can wait. Six is you rock my world. Seven is butterflies. And eight is speechless. You can go ahead and drop fives on all that. Point. All right, hold on. Ashley, you said it's a five for you? Five all the way down, baby. All, all the way down to butterflies. Okay, all the way down to butterflies is a five. Everything's down to five. You you same thing? Mine is goes to speechless, so I go one track but uh below Ashley. I, I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump and give a five to threaten. Mm-hmm. That one's good. I love the ride Sarah in. Oh my god. Derage I can't. They did they did something with that. And you know, the funny thing is, I was watching the, the Twilight Zone, the old shows, and that episode came on where he's where, where he's talking and threatened, but the episode came on and I was like, look at this, yes! I think I've seen it too, and it was creepy as fuck. And I was like, I'm it's not watching this. Episode. This is weird. The monster was a little boy and everybody was scared of the little boy because he was able to hear their thoughts and then telepathically punish them by like killing them or whatever it was really so every all the this little boy controlled all the adults around him because he was a he was the monster this is next all right and you said speechless is a five for me all right speechless for me 3.5 Three and a half. It's mm, not bad. Can we unpack that? Um, I I really like the beginning, the acapella. Your love, love is yeah, is that magical. shit is hot. Um, but the beat was kind of boring, so that's it. That's how I feel. Michael wrote "Speechless" by himself, right? But he used that whole "You are always in my heart." That was that's already done. But it, it had already been used on. That exact same run had already been used on the R. Kelly track. Oh, you are not For you are not So has he he. I mean, so what? No, don't right, do that. Shimon. He he and Shimon are ad libs. That's a whole that it was literally identical. Let's not let's not play this he here. He did game. that a lot in the Jacksons, though. And that's he, why I'm giving it a three. Because he, I he there are some lazy tracks on it, and I, I like this. I like I lyrically like this song. But yeah, that's got, what I was gonna say. He did a good job writing it. We did a good job writing it, but it has some lazy elements, and, and that's why I gave it a five. Because I and then when that choir lyrics. came in, it just sounded like and they were going to go Michael with a choir in the no, background. No, don't act like that's I'm not, not Michael. I'm not saying it's not him. It sounded like they were about to catch that Haley Bob Comet. And I, I think so, that's the Andre Crouch gospel choir. Don't do them. Was that Andre? Yeah, that was Andre's choir. I'm positive. I'm on the Wikipedia right now. Andre Crouch and his gospel choir provided backing vocals. Yep, you're right. He anytime you hear Michael doing a gospel choir, it's always Andre Crouch's choir. He did. He did. He did. All right, two thousand watts. Woo! <laughs> One. Okay. Uh, Fucking hate that song, and it's I, and I hate it because it's Tyrese's. And Tyrese is annoying, and he's one of the songwriters. And anytime we play it, he gets money. And Tyrese is annoying, and I don't like it. Also, Teddy Riley helped write this song, and I don't know. Teddy's on the line. 
Teddy's not on a lot of this stuff. Teddy's, uh, Teddy's on 2,000 watts, and Teddy's on Don't Walk Away. Don't and Teddy's on, Teddy's on, five. Teddy's on Whatever Happens. That's a 5-2. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, you're giving 2K watts a 1, 1.5 so, Okay, so 2,000 watts gets a 2 from me. Wow. Um, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so first of all, the first time I heard this ever in life, I remember thinking, is this Michael? Who the hell is this? Um, but I like it because he brings out that bass race. Yes, that we don't get to hear a lot. So... That's why he gets it. That's why he gets it too. Other than that, that, yeah. Other than that, that, it would be, it would be, I would be like, it's not a good song. You people needed to hear him hit that low register. He said, well, "Can I reach? Can I go? Can I like, yeah. get my feet?" Yeah, I mean, is that that's the y'all <laughs> insert? Yeah. Y'all needed to hear that, and he said it, and he said it with force. Yeah, can I, mean, I my big? And so I'm gonna give him a two and a half. He was slanging it. You are my life. I love this because Babyface wrote it. I do too. And I love Kenny. Oh, I love Kenneth. Kenny. Kenneth, if Kenny. you're listening, please go back on a little mini tour. Matter of fact, please you don't have do. to go on the tour. Just come to Raleigh, Greensboro, Charlotte, somewhere in the state near or or in the state of North Carolina so we can come see you again because the last time we came late. I love him. We were late to the show. We missed yeah. the first half. Please. Let's talk about Carol Bayer Sayer is also a writer on this song. Yeah. And, and plot twist. John McClane. Okay. Plot twist. He's on a lot of things. Give me your thoughts on that, because I just noticed the shit. Well. Is hmm. that, it was that how he was able to say he should be an executor for Michael because he was also an active songwriter with him? All I know is the letter was written and signed by the sibling saying Michael wouldn't have trusted you to fluff the pillows before he went to bed, essentially Mm -hmm. something to that degree. And his name was a part of the people who couldn't be trusted to fluff the pillows. And so, um, wow. I'm going to always give a lot of respect to what the people who love Michael best and most had to say about other folks in Michael's orbit because Michael and let's not even trip it's not just the Jacksons Lisa Marie has said it Debbie Rowe has said it and these are people who have remained loyal to him to whatever degree you want to say have all said Michael had a sea of sharks around him including people who were got who got close so I don't like anybody who has their name um in the Jackson's mouth in a bitter way. I just, I'm, you're sus to me. That's all I'm saying. You're sus. I feel that if Janet don't fuck with you, I probably don't fuck I, with uh, you. I can't, I don't think she has. And any, I don't think that's a bad standard. I don't either. It's just like, if I tell you something, you know what I'm saying? Come on now, let's just be real. I'm supposed to believe other people whose interest in you is purely money. I'm supposed to believe them over the people who love you for love. It ain't got nothing to do with money. Y'all came up from the Gary, Indiana together. Y'all had each other back through all of this. I'm supposed to believe the money people over the family? That's crazy. I'm not going to do that. That's crazy as hell. All right, where we at? 
Um, oh, you didn't rate it. Um, you are my life. You what's your what's your number? You are my life gets a four. All right. I give it three point five. All right. Privacy. Um, so I give privacy a I, I give it a five because it's edgy, it's kind of dark, it's got that gritty. Um, you give it a what? A five, five. Okay. Um, I mean, my privacy. Yeah. He was um, paparazzi. He was uh, angry. Uh, he talked about Princess Diana, and we all know the the connection that he had with her. Um, and I think it was one of the realest songs um, that, you know, it's one of those, like, why, it's almost like Leave Me Alone, you know? Like, why y'all all up in my face all the time? Can I say it is one of the most hypocritical songs, but I love it. He talking about ain't the pictures enough, why do you go do so much? And he the one planting fake stories and whatnot. And this know, foolishness that Michael was Michael was a victim of of, <laughs> of, of Michael. <laughs> Michael was a victim of the 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 spotlight that he put in. And I believe they got a little Joe Jackson in them too. And you gotta remember too, those big multimedia machines back in the day, it was like any publicity is good publicity, even if you gotta make it up. Y'all remember when Michael fed the story about the uh hyperbaric chamber? <laughs> yeah, that one backfire. I think I think it's unfair, though, in a lot of ways. Now, to an extent, let me be clear, because I'm not delusional. In some ways, it's unfair to judge him for planning stories, because everybody plans stories. And I say that with my political hat on, knowing, you know, you can leak something just so that it don't hit as hard, which is what Andrew Gilliam should have done. So, I mean, everybody leaks stories in a way, sometimes... You know, it's just a, it's, if you have a public persona, anybody who has a press secretary, you're going to leak some stories at some point. Michael went the extra step to create narratives that were just fucking dramatic and fanciful. And then people started to believe him and it did backfire. But uh, we can't hate on him for planning stories in general. Because everybody do that shit. I think with privacy... To use your 1.5's point, like, uh, he, if leave, leave me alone is upset enough, but I feel like privacy is just like the growner version of that. Like, the, all right, I'm trying to take my kids to the fucking zoo. Like, with all that being said, I'll be honest, this is one of the songs I listen to the least because it's kind of painful to listen to. Like I think I love this song. I think I'm actually gonna I actually gave this song a five because I really do love the song. I don't I'm I'm not like to to plant stories for controversy versus planning them to get out ahead of controversy or leaking them ahead of it. I see those as two different things, but Michael we all know he was reading that book about that Barnum and Bailey book, that circus book about how, you know, like the way he tried to play the media, it just backfired, you know? Right. And then it's like, well, I, I'm, I'm not saying they don't hold a real responsibility in going too far, but where does Michael take his responsibility in going too far with how he tried to play games with this very powerful piece of culture? And then it backfired. 
fired. You well, know, and, and then- that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying he wasn't wrong to call them out because the, what they have done to harass, what they did in his lifetime to harass him was unacceptable on multiple levels. Fake stories that were playing about other people like Harvey Weinstein and, you know, all of that. So we all know that that was unacceptable, but it seems like, and this is just, this is one of those songs that made me think Michael had a lot of trouble accepting, even in his storytelling responsibility for the things he did that helped to contribute to some of the issues he faced and the anguish he experienced. He just seemed to completely wholesale outsource responsibility to someone else or some other entity. Well, that's just Michael in song, right? Like all, all his love songs are either dirty Mackin, which is pulling up on somebody else's girl or, or wife or him being in a relationship with somebody and talking about how they did him dirty, whether she left him and now he crying or she was dirty or he uh, don't know if his brother done knocked her down. Like, yeah. that's He's, just him. He was always a victim in all of his songs. And privacy. So I love privacy because it's like, that's all of us. Sometimes none of us can see our blind spot. And Michael had a lot of them. But we all do, right? Where you just don't see it, you know? We and everybody's got them. But like, he put it in song in such a beautiful way. You believe him a whole 100%. And it's like, but wait a minute. Michael, didn't you do this and this and this and this and this? And he like, but I need my privacy. I'll give it a four. Give it a four. I think that's fair. It's a gritty track. You know, you say, ain't that picture. I I, I like the grittiness. I like I I love it. I mean, you know, he feels that. He's like, y'all, mother, like, if y'all, y'all really, I feel like y'all really bothering me. Yeah, like, I mean, like, ain't, listen, I know I'm done. I've been working all week. Look now. He's, I mean, it's a good, it's a good. It's Friday at 459. Don't ask me to do nothing else. That's how that track feels to me. It's, it's a good track. He, and I mean, again, it, it follows the, the, it is in the uh, lineage of leave me alone, like you said, and um, want to be starting something. You're a vegetable. They eat off of you. You know, all this, it is literally a continuation of ideas he dealt with his entire career. Just feeling like I can't have peace with, who I am because of who I am. So good song, uh, great instrumentation. I thought it was, just, I thought it was a good song. Um, but one, he couldn't have released it a single, but certainly if we were to cut this album in half, it should be on the half that gets kept. He could have remixed it. How I don't think do- the, I don't think the beat was. Um, How could no- you see a remix for that? Not, not that I disagree. I'm just saying, what, what would you envision that to be? Um, you know, like a little Swiss beats on the track situation. Like he could have, he he could have just done like a, another mix of it, um, yeah. like how he used to do dance mixes, like the Blood on the Dance Floor joints, and History had a ton of those too. Um, he could have done another mix, like he did a remix with um, with Eve, Eve and Jay Z was on it, but um. It wasn't, it didn't really change the beat up at all. I think at that point, Michael wasn't really dropping remixes like that, which sucks because a lot of people were. out with Sony, man. Yeah, they was beefing. Sony wasn't really fucking with Invincible, period. We got one video out that bitch. And then when Cry, I didn't see Cry. I didn't see the Cry music video until like a couple years ago on fucking YouTube. I don't think I ever saw that shit on TV. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something. 
It's definitely something. All right. So what about uh, Don't Walk Away? I'm giving that a five. I love that song. Period. Four. And then four. Who wrote that? Hold on. <laughs> uh, Jackson, Riley, Richard, uh, Carlton Steet, and Reed Vertelme. Vertelme. What a strong fucking name. Uh, that's Love you, Reed. I can't say your last name, but you're great for your work on Don't Walk Away. Um, Don't Walk Away gets um, it gets a five. I mean, y'all know this is one of my favorite Michael Jackson albums, and it's just a nice, solid, good ballad. Straight Can up. we just insert right here when he says, "Please, please don't leave"? Yeah, that, that's the part in that song. It's so reminiscent of those Motown days, those soulful singers. Yeah, like it real. just takes you back to to when people actually like one take songs. You know what I mean? Like they got in the studio, they they sang their song in one take, they gave it they all, they were done. Um, it's it's a great song. It really is. You, I could listen to that one on repeat. I think this was his shot at making a country song or country light song um, you could easily like if you added a little bit more guitar this could easily just be a country song lots and lots of like lyric you know lyrically driven with um, melody you know or, you know Michael believed in a melody strong melody yeah it's a good song that's a good song so many gems so many gems okay cry which let's talk about because a lot of fans have a problem with because of who wrote the song. Um, uh, but it was written and composed by R. Kelly, produced by Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. Um, and um, it is a more, Andre Crouch is again on this one. It is a more controversial song, I think in large part because of the R. Kelly piece. But um I think this is one of the ones R. Kelly said he wrote for Michael. He said this is who he was thinking about when he wrote the song. And so let's take all Huh? I wish the fuck he didn't. But even if we take all the extra stuff away, like for somebody to say, I wrote this with this person in mind, that says, A, you have had, you have, hopefully you have had enough to study this person to understand how they think and move Mm -hmm. in their craft. So look at the lyrics, you know, Somebody shakes when the wind blows. Somebody's missing a friend. Somebody's lacking a hero. It's very, it's um, very, you know what I mean? Like man I can, in the mirror ish. I can see where he yeah. did put himself and say, "I'm, I am thinking about who Michael Jackson has shown himself to be in music as a human, as a humanitarian, and I'm writing that track, you know." And I see all of that in Cry. I like Cry. I think Cry. I would give. I give Cry like a four and a half. Um. This idea of we all cry at the same time tonight. And not necessarily cry, literally cry, but we all contemplate our humanity and our togetherness. Oh, and our, we pausing? We pausing? We pausing? One? Huh? Yeah, that meant one. Oh, you giving it a one? Give it a one? one. Yeah, let, let, let us let's explore your one. That's a, we're so off on that one. You giving it a one? I'm giving it a four and a half. What you giving it? Um, so um, I have to give it a um a four 
for sure. I love, I love this song. This, this is one of the songs that it took a little bit for it to grow on me when I first listened to the album. Um, and, and to be really honest on any album, the, the further back that the song is right. Most people stop listening after at a certain point. Right. And this is really far down on the track list. And like you guys said, it's 16 tracks on this album. Um, but when you look at the lyrics and you, um, feel the, the the honesty and the openness that that Michael sings this song. I mean, I it's one of it's a great song. Um, if we took away the fact that Robert Kelly wrote the song, um, you know, I think people would feel differently about it. Um, but it's a it's a great song. Like people laugh when they're feeling sad. Someone is taking a life. Hold on. Uh, I mean, it's really he's talking about himself speaks to the heart of, of Michael and who he was. And like I said earlier, him, you know, being so open and honest in his music, um, even the songs that he chose to sing that other people wrote, they needed to be authentic for him. So, Robert's insane. Who? Robert. Robert. He's, 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 uh, he's musically, you know, a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, that's debatable. That's debatable. I think. I think I thought he was a genius, and now, I, now I don't know what I think. Oh well, I think he's musically a genius and musically a menace. Um, because I don't think that some of his, you know, not this ain't a podcast about R. Kelly. So this is literally a thirty second clip, y'all. Half of you know some of his catalog reveals the depravity of him, and then some some of his catalog reveals the humanity of him and all of that is in there together and we're all trying to sort it out that's you know and listen and it's human nature i'm just a person and i'm not saying he shouldn't be held accountable because he should you know uh, but i you know separate the man from his work and you know all of us together and i think you know me too is a movement that would have you not believed that it's not true. Like all of this is together and it's hard to, to, to make these choices of how to separate it, not to say you shouldn't try. And for some people that separation is I have to cancel this person a hundred percent. And for some people that separation is I have to be honest about who they are. It's like saying, do you cancel George Washington because he owns slaves? Yeah. He'd been canceled. Well, no, that you can't cancel him. I mean, you can't cancel him from history. That's what I mean. Like, you can't historically cancel this man. But if he came back right now, it'd be like, fuck that nigga. If he came back right now, I'm going to bed. Coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) If he come back right now, you can give me Corona. I got to go. I don't have time for it. We might need his ass. She, you don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, Lost Children is a five. Lost Children? Five. Uh, lost children, you said? Five. Are we there? Yeah. Did you say lost children? That's the next one. Yeah. You say you gave it a five? I gave it the number five. Alrighty. I'm just checking to make sure we heard it right. I knew that's what you were doing and I complied. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna All right, so five. It's five for you. I'm gonna give it a whole one over here. And yeah. that's fine. And you're going to get it. Uh, it gets a two simply because it I because appreciate Michael's perseverance in getting the track on the album. Because I'm sure a lot of people are like, sir, 
Well, let Sorry. me let me read some of what Joe had to say about the Lost Children was an easy target for critics, one of whom called it a creepy hair edit companion piece to the pictures of missing kids on milk carton, cartons. Mm. Music executives undoubtedly discouraged its inclusion on Invincible. While it is a finely crafted pop waltz with a beautiful melody, it didn't fit the image, style, or sound of a traditional pop R&B star. It also, of course, reminded people of Jackson's long speculated about relationship with children. <laughs> the five. I'm going to pick it to the person who gave you the five because I think that's appropriate. We waiting on you, baby. I think it's appropriate we to wait no give it to the five. I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't give a fuck about them kids when I listen to the song, okay? I mean, that would love. Like, if you've ever, <laughs> seen, you ever seen uh, With Love, you ever seen Soul Men with Bernie Mac and Samuel Jackson? Right. And when Bernie Mac got to the retirement home, he said, fuck them kids. And Mike Epps said, <laughs> fuck the kids, unk? And he said, yeah, fuck them kids. That's kind of how I feel about this song. Um, when Michael goes off the deep end like he does in uh, The Lost Children or Little Susie, I'm not really there for the drama of the kids. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there for the dramatic performance, which is usually Oscar worthy. Like Michael sang this shit like he was literally in the forest looking for lost children. Like he had posters. That, you what they the look like? That's creepy. That's that's where the creepy word comes in. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Everything right now runs with that word of creepy. And, and I don't. That, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really jive with that part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love it. I don't love it. But when I'm right that part, yeah. when he says, <laughs> "I see the door simply wide open and no one can find me." <laughs> Okay, let me ask you this, Ashley. Is it a tone-deaf song, considering all he had gone through? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, at this point, any he really, I feel like Little Susie was like Michael saying, I, this is, the, this is what I'm about to start doing. <laughs> there was nothing like Little Susie before history. And thank God, nothing too much similar, except for this one, but... This is it. This is the counterpart. Like th- those two songs could be an A and a B side, um, and they're totally left field for anybody else. But for Michael, that was he the kids man. He really cared about the the kids. I don't give a damn, but I do love the uh, architecture of the song. So right, it's a five. And it's, I mean, it's got a little nice little medley. Little, 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 little medley I love how she's bought, to the back. She's yeah. lying. It's not a five. It's not. It's a five. Well, I'm glad that y'all get to give your own rating because my rating for the lost children is one, two, three. I believe we're gonna get off this call and you're gonna say I know I said it was a five. And I gotta beep that out. 
But it's actually like a maybe. No, it's going to be a five every day of the week. Ask me week, Same time. What's the law of children? A fucking five. What's cry a zero? Actually, can I change cry to zero? Because Randall said we can do that. You don't think that song had any value? No. Okay. Does that have anything to do with R. Kelly? It has everything to do with R. Kelly. It was a heavily influenced R&B hip-hop album. Quincy Jones cannot have provided what Michael was going for, which was some hood nigga shit being pop. He really wanted to know how to be a hood nigga, but be very, very pop, and then write shit like The Lost Children. Like, how he wanted to straddle. <laughs> and you see, he baby. He really wanted to straddle all of those lanes. That's a mess. You can't. He you did. Can't. It. He did, and he named it Invincible. He literally yeah. did. No, you he can't. He did it, and it didn't. Well, and that's why he called Teddy Riley and why he called Rodney Jerkins. And, you know, if you listen to, I mean, that Dark Child has this great interview where he's talking about working on this album with Michael, and he talks about, you know, how different, first of all, it was for him, mm-hmm. because he was used to working with mostly female artists. Um, you know, Tony Braxton, uh, Destiny's Child. Brandy. And he was, he said it was very different, and he said Michael pushed him in a very different way, and he had to try to mesh his style Right, which is what Michael was looking for, but he had to try to make it fit into the Michael Jackson, you know, whatever Michael had in his head, because Michael had very definitive thoughts on what he felt like, you know, he wanted it to sound like. Um, and so, if you ever get to watch um, Dark Child talk about it, I mean, it's really fascinating because he's a fan, but he's also like working for Michael and trying to figure out how to make <laughs> his stuff fit into the Michael Jackson mold. And um, Michael was going to make it happen by any means necessary. He was going to make whatever project was in his head. That's what was going to come to fruition. So that's, uh, again, why The Lost Children got two stars, because he said he's putting this shit on out. Also, they were recording this album for a very long time. And I think Michael changed Rodney Jerkins' Dark Child sound forever after this like I just think because he worked with him for like three years and he was moving with what Michael said move like he told a story about how Michael said he wanted to link up but he didn't know when so he just pulled up and got a hotel room in LA and I think he said he was there for like a week before Michael called and said okay come on this day and he was like it was just one of those those things where he stepped out on faith he spent the last of the little money he had and camped out in LA until Michael called. Like, imagine doing that for three years straight. Um, so yeah, I fuck with all the dark child stuff, but this one with with Teddy, I'm glad Teddy was limited because uh, we didn't need the other one. We didn't need 2,000 watts at all. But whatever happens is Bob. So that's a five. It's great. It's 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 great. Yeah. Did you rate it, user one? Yeah, that's a five. I love this song. That's a, that's probably one of the best songs on the album. I took out a top five. It's in my top five. Mm. Is it? Is it? How many other songs on the list so far? We only got one song left. How many of them have all fives? Unbreakable, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Unbreakable has Brandy and Notorious B.I.G. Like that's one, a that's a five point five. One, two, three. Oh, we agree a lot. Four, five, six. Seven. Seven. It's about half the album. Mm-hmm. And you still gave it a 2.8. All right, let's move on to the last track, Threaten. It's a five for me, baby. 
Sounds like it should be a two point five. What? What's the two point five? What are you talking about? My total for the album. All right, threatened is um. You said what do you say, Ashley? Five. Five. Okay. Um, I give threatened a four. As did I. Four. It's a good song. It's not new or interesting, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, the, really the most interesting part. I mean, obviously anybody, <laughs> listening, <laughs> anybody listening to it for the first time, it's clearly a throwback to Thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, and I feel them on that. However, um, I think... Thriller this, and Ghost. <laughs> yeah. So this, is, this is the third right. iteration of this idea. But I'm, I'm he likes it. That was his brand at that point. He liked giving us spooky shit. Yeah, but the way he intertwines um, Rod Sterling, at his actual speaking part into like this rap, you know what I mean? Like that's that's really interesting. Um, and I mean, it's got a nice little beat behind. It's got a, it's a nice little bop, you know. I need to look up the notes for Threaten. Threaten's an interesting song. It is because I want to know, like, was that a poem? that they just threw the beat around? Or did did my man come in there and lay that shit out? Never, never land. That's the place. It was called The New Millennium Thriller by one critic. Um, I thought it was interesting how Michael did what a lot of rappers do today that people want to get online and critique when they say something about Neverland in the lyrics. Michael started that. You know, like you said, he said, Never Neverland, that's the place. But look at what that context is around. It's around this creepy, weird thing. But Michael was really kind of poking fun at this idea that people thought Neverland was anything but like a utopia for, you know what I mean? And a safe place and a wonderful place for all people, but especially children. Um, and then you see rappers playing off that same sort of theme. That never, you know, playing off of the idea that Neverland is anything but, but Neverland actually is a great place. And um, what Michael built it for, it served its purpose. Uh, so even though other people tried to pervert it, Michael didn't allow that to stop him from um, even poking fun at their their ignorance. Because the only way you can pervert Neverland is to ignore the facts and to ignore the, like, you know, undisputed facts of how many people were touched by being able to go there and, you know, experience it. Right, and so I'm looking up, um, you know, info on Threatened. And so Rod Serling, actually, all of the rap or speaking parts are him. So they dubbed it in a way that it it. came out, right, as a a rap. and, you know, of course, that, you know, people are calling it like similar to, to Thriller, which, like I said, anybody with two ears and a brain uh, knows that, <laughs> that it's um, that it's a very like it's a throwback um, to Thriller. But I mean, I think that, you know, in a world where people are sampling other artists, I thought that was really cool. He's sampling a, a TV show, which is probably one of his favorite TV shows or something that he watched. Um, regularly um, to, to tell a story, um, but also kind of, like we said before, talk about himself. It's kind of autobiographical, you know what I mean? Um, in his mind, uh, you know, so, you know, half of me, you'll never be, you should be threatened by me. Uh, anytime, every time your lady speaks, she speaks to me. Um, 
<laughs> so I mean, it's just a really good like badass song like that you're you're like okay, I can, I'm feeling that. It's got a little beat behind it, you know. The music is great. Um, it's a good song. It's a five, baby. A five, you giving it a five? Ashley giving it a five. Trent. Yeah, I got it now. Give it a five. Yeah, give it a five. It's time for the totals. We're going to give you your time to do your math. You done? You need some more time. Boom, 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 boom. Well, you know, at least six, seven, I'm a five out of five. Damn right. Unbreakable, five out of five. Invincible, five out of five. Break of dawn, perfect score. Heaven can wait, five out of five. You rock my world, five out of five. Butterflies is a per that might be the best song on the album. Five out of five. Let me count these other ones up. I don't think nobody else got no five out of five now. Oh no, whatever happens, five out of five. So how many did I name? One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven. So we gave seven tracks. All right, y'all ready? Okay, I'm ready. You confident in your math? Fairly. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not dang it. You're just trying to manipulate the numbers so that your total comes out to 2.8. And I'm not dumb, so I know that. But what I do know is that you're going to have to add a lot of decimal points to some of these votes in order to pull that off. So how much do you want to invest in that? Or do you want to share the truth, which is that your rating is going to be probably like a four or a 3.5 or a four? I ain't even done the whole album. You say you redid all your votes for the whole album? No, 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 no. Um, I've only gotten the average for each track, not the mm. entire album. Okay, mm. so okay, good. Here's the tracks that got 100% unbreakable. Like, you mean a five? You got a five. 100% rating. Unbreakable, invincible, break of dawn, heaven can wait, you rock my world, butterflies, and whatever happens. Period. So if we had to make a pure Michael album with nothing but hits, it would have seven tracks and that would be it, according to us. Now here are the other tracks. Threaten, 86% approval. Lost Children, 53% approval. Cry, I'm sorry. Lost- <laughs> you say 53% <laughs> Lost Children. Lost- That's only because you was a two wanted to give it a five, but she know that it won't a She gave it a Z, track. yeah, right. She gave, no, she gave, no. Yeah, Lost Children, she gave it a five, knowing good and well. But Lost Children, 53%. Cry, 50, 56% for Cry. That's low. You Are My Life is an 83% approval. Privacy is a 93% approval. Don't Walk Away is another 93%. So you could take Cry, uh, Don't Walk Away and Privacy and throw them on the Hits album. I'm going to do that too. Over 90%, you get to go to the Hits album if we had to make a Hits album. You get to go to the hits album. 2,000 watts is a 36% approval. Speechless is 76. I feel like that's the most spot on. 76%. And finally, Heartbreaker got an 86% approval. 
So uh, if we had to make a Black Jackson Estate Invincible album best of, it would include Unbreakable, Invincible, Break of Dawn, Heaven Can Wait, You Rock My World, Butterflies, Whatever Happens, Privacy, and Don't Walk Away. And that's that, Jack. And there you have it. And that's all I have to say about that. I'm cool with it. I, I spoke my truth. All right, let's wrap it up. That's it. Uh, that's how the cookie crumbles, y'all. So hopefully you've listened to Invincible many, many times yourself. If not, please uh, check out the notes for a link to listen to all 16 beautiful, beautiful tracks on the Invincible album, Michael's Last and seventh studio album. Um, In his words, his last proper album. His last proper album. It's perfect. Um, and yeah, on Twitter, let us know which Invincible color you ended up with. Um, and if you're too young to have gotten the color. Which one do you want? Um, you know, we've got Corona running around. Can we please talk about Jermaine Jackson's minute and 21 second video telling China that he we support them with that scarf wrapped up to his <laughs> eyeballs? <laughs> Let's talk for a moment. I think he was paid to do that as like a PSA. I think China took pain to do that. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Jermaine for always, and I mean always, securing the bag. That's that. That's the truth, Ruth. Um, so y'all, man, go check us out. If you're if you're on Twitter, we're on Twitter. We're, we're probably following you. If we're not following you, tell us how we can follow you. You can follow us at at BLK Jack Estate. Check us out on SoundCloud iTunes soon to come, but not yet, folks. Yep, SoundCloud's the Black Jackson Estate. Subscribe. You can get updates right when we post, since you never know which Twitter account we'll be using. I think that's a good source of truth. <laughs> and we yeah. will be wrong to not say right. You know, take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. My life will never be the same. Cause girl, you came and changed the way I walk, the way I talk. I cannot explain. I cannot explain. I cannot explain.